off the ball. And Munster are failing at that detail. It's not the big picture that's killing them. It's it's the minutia, the detail that's taking them apart. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Uh, going to drain you through the newspaper headlines. City hit back over Anfield flashpoints. Uh, Hillsborough bereaved offers to meet Guardiola. The hostility between Manchester City and Liverpool deepened yesterday after the Premier League champions said their team coach had been damaged by a missile and claimed Jurgen Klopp's pre-match comments about City's wealth had added to ill feeling between the opposing fans at Anfield on Sunday. Um, missile like a bottle of water? Just the, the, the pre-match comments had added to ill feeling. Jurgen Klopp told the truth. He's, he said Manchester City have yeah, limitless, I don't, I, limitless money. There is no ceiling for this club. There are three clubs that have no ceiling. Fair. And it's um, 100% correct. Uh, and what, what City are doing by saying that is they're giving it a moral equivalence to the Hillsborough chance. And that's what Manchester City are saying. is like, oh, you said this nasty thing about us and our fans said this thing. We condemn our fans, obviously. They shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But that's not really what you mean when you say that there's an issue here, that it's, it's Liverpool's fault for causing this thing. It's it like, um, it, it's stereotypical PR uh, war where you go out and you smear everything and you kind of say, these are all part of the same thing. This is all exactly, it's all, uh, it's all just the fans. And then you hashtag it bants and you, you try and move on. Yeah. And it's pretty grim. It's pretty grim behavior, I would say. Uh, Liverpool condemned the chance on Sunday. Uh, Liverpool's 1-0 win was overshadowed by offensive chance from some visiting City fans over the Hillsborough tragedy while coins were aimed at Pep Guardiola by home supporters during one flashpoint in the second half. That is, like, really shitty, despicable behaviour, throwing coins and anybody... Like, the footage, you know, you can zoom in on your own face and, and at any match in the world now and you can see from your seat. So, like, the technology is there to find out who is, is uh, throwing the coins. And these games are very heavily stewarded and very, very heavily policed. So they should be able to find out who did that. Um, and they should certainly be making a big case for it. Um, City were upset by Klopp's observation that there are three clubs in football who can do what they want financially. City, Paris Saint-Germain and Newcastle, who have backing from the Gulf States. City believe, this is Paul Hurst's story in the London Times, that Klopp's comments contributed to the toxic atmosphere and questioned why three clubs with Gulf backing were identified as being so different from other elite sides. <laughs> What's, what are we doing that's so different? as we uh, float on our bed of oil money. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool are understood to be furious at any suggestion that Klopp's comments could be seen as inciting a group of City fans at Anfield to respond with offensive chants about Hillsborough or indeed were anything other than a statement of fact about the resources of three clubs. So um, don't point out that City have all the money because City don't like that is what City are saying. And if you do, we're going we're gonna to give our fans essentially a free pass. We're going to say, that, well, you know, you, you brought this upon yourself um, to sing the most vile stuff. That's uh, that's where that's going. So that stinks. That sort of comment, you know, to, to kind of almost draw in that uh, those pre-match comments had anything to do with a, a, a small cohort, albeit of, of City fans, chatting with Hillsborough. There's no link between the two whatsoever. Uh, that cohort of fans were going to sing about Hillsborough uh, on Sunday, regardless. And look, I was at the United Liverpool game in, in Old Trafford last year, the five nil, when Salah scored the hat trick, and heard the same chants myself. And you could see the Liverpool fans doing the whole airplane symbols back to, to signify the Munich disaster. Uh, and that sort of thing was is just toxic. 
and, and that's going to happen from that small cohort of fans regardless and it doesn't need a little bit of a comment from one of the managers in advance of the game to, to stoke it that is just despicable people being despicable during a football match Michael Carrick is on the brink of becoming the new head coach at Middlesbrough he's only 41 if you had asked me what age Michael Carrick was I you know, would not have said 41 yeah. he's been around a very long time and fair play to him he's still Therefore, a young coach. Yeah, yeah. And, and when he gets um, this job, he's going to be a young coach. I saw last week he had uh, the, the reports linking him to Middlesbrough had cooled. I think he had he had gone off the idea, but then he, in the last day or two, apparently he's had discussions with uh, potential members of his backroom team that uh, he wants to, to get involved and feels a little bit more open about it. He was in the he was in the stands uh, for one of United's away games recently. I can't remember which game it was, but. Um, you know, supporting him with his hood up, and, and and he's done that before. Last season, he did it a couple of times as well. Uh, and you can't forget as well. I know it's only a few games, but when he was caretaker manager of United after Ollie, he was. How did he do? He was pretty good. It was amazing. He was pretty good. United fans love it. You all love Michael Carrick, and yeah. uh, you know, so you should as a Man United fan. That's uh, so. When he's the Man United manager in eighteen months' time, will you be happy? No, no, but I, but I think I think uh, from a Middlesbrough, if you're a Middlesbrough fan this morning, you should be very happy because Carrick is. Carrick's a wonderful appointment. Chris Wilder beforehand was was a on paper a great appointment. How as well. is he different from Stephen Gerrard? Um, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think some of these managers have to get a, a, a job that tempers expectations. Getting the Middlesbrough job is a good one for Carrick because there's a certain level that he's expected to get to. Also, yeah, I genuinely think failing in um, a situation like he's coming from is very good early in your career because it humbles you and it makes you think right. This is not going to be straightforward. This is not going to be easy. I need to work really hard and I need to learn from my mistakes. Whereas Steve Carroll yeah. was like, oh, I made Rangers great. That's the problem. At the, the time when Celtic were, were pretty weak. The expectation was too big on Gerrard, perhaps. Uh, and, you know, will he be the future Liverpool manager? Not anytime soon, Stephen Gerrard, because of what's happened. But, um, yeah, you need to temper expectations by taking a job like the Middlesbrough job. Yeah, so the Telegraph is saying, we did this a, bit, a little bit earlier, but if you just joined us, Aston Villa target Pochettino. The, uh, the line in the middle of it, uh, which is most important here, Villa would almost certainly be prepared to wait for Pochettino if he unexpectedly showed any interest in the job, but did not want to make an immediate commitment. Uh, so, uh, we love you so much, you don't, you don't even have to tell us now. You can tell us at any point in the future and we'll still be here waiting. Poch, we love you. So You're good. so amazing. Oh, I like, I like the cut of your jib. Oh, you let the beard grow, did you? Oh, Poch. That's kind of what Villa are doing at the moment. Uh, it's, not, it's not demeaning at all. No. It's not. Like, it's like, that's what the personification that's of Aston how, Villa that's, sounds like. I mean, that's how the modern dating game seems to be. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, they're, they're swiping right. And like, Villa have Tinder gold. They have, they have Tinder premium. And they're, they're like... Is there a Tinder premium? Apparently so. Yeah. I don't have it myself. I'm only on the basic le- basic level of Tinder, but um, and what what's the extra bits that you get? Ah, uh, you get to you get to see who's liked you in advance. You can also the probably the weirdest part of it is you press boost. So like say between nine and ten p.m. in the evening, you press boost and when everybody's uh, randy, everybody's ra- <laughs> your words not mine. Your profile gets pushed to the top of everyone's. I'm told. So I'm told. And how much, how much do you have to pay for that chain? Ah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, Jer. But uh, yeah. I'm only moving back up to Dublin, so the Tinder scene in Monaghan wouldn't be as uh, as uh, busy. Oh, how are you again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you again? Yeah. How are you getting on? That's your look. Sure, we go for another drink, will we? Any port in a storm? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, Tinder pre- we've got on to the Tinder premium portion of the show which that is was, good it only took six minutes yeah. uh, rugby and dock is 167 jobs are lost at Wasps uh, we're going to talk about this with Keith Woods um, the general situation of uh, the game 
shut your gobs. This is um, the referees' association telling the uh, Premier League bosses uh, told to be role models. There is definitely a point in this, right? Where touchline behaviour is modelled, as you've said. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like even from uh, regardless of the of the negative behaviour, like I, I remember seeing on Twitter different people, coaches at underage level talking about the impact that footballers have on young players. Like there was one kid I think at a, at a match who was taking a corner at an under eights game and put his two hands up before taking the corner. And like the kid didn't know why he was putting his hands up, but I mean for, for all he knew that it was look, he's, every game he watches at the weekend he sees professional footballers putting their hands up and it looks great. Yeah, and there was another there was another kid at under sevens level I think who who blessed himself walking out under the pitch and the parent was like he's not religious he's just he's watching too many Brazilian footballers uh, walking on the Premier League pitches blessing themselves so uh, I remember one time when I was a kid the um, uh, well David Beckham first of all when he shaved his head bald around 01 I I shaved my head full on bald and uh, came into school the next day regretted it I was only a kid and uh, wore a hat I made it worse. I made the, the reveal worse because inevitably, ten past nine, the teacher said, "Shane, t- take off your hat there." And slowly, I took off the hat to, to laughs from everyone in the class because I'd I had the David Beckham. They were jealous, head. though. They wanted. They were definitely jealous because I had the Mohican at a different point. When Beckham had the Mohican, I had okay, Mohican. Okay, yeah. So, so I, I full on. Um, I remember even a, a player in. So it. you're basically a David Beckham fanboy for the last twenty years, and it's finally been given yeah uh, airtime ventilation. Yeah, I remember some player in some match in the Premier League or, or at international level wore a, a bandana. A US flag bandana. I bought a US flag bandana and wore it at a mini leagues game when I was nine. So clearly I was one of those influenced players. But to get back to the serious point, yes, it influences the bad behaviour on the touchlines, influences Sunday league. And do you think you'd, you do be influenced easily these days too? Ah, uh, Jesus. Do you? you know, I think you let go of it sometimes. Sometime in your, in your teen years, you, you kind of. It helps though. You start to decide your own things and make up your own mind on, on topics. Um, but yeah, clearly, yeah, clearly a very. Uh, child that, that listened and watched and, and took it all in uh, so that's the back of the star the Irish Times today is uh, well there's a couple of different stories here you know John Daly's um, you saw this story uh, they're making a movie, a movie with mm. Jonah Hill going to star as John Daly yeah hard to know which part of John Daly's life they're going to do the bit where like he was the ninth alternate to get into the PGA a crooked stick and then won it yeah so basically eight other people had to pull out of the tournament for him to get in and he wins it as a as a rookie the bit where he wins an open afterwards like whenever it was like oh, you're in. this was a, it wasn't a fluke yeah probably. or the bit where like he travels around in um in a Winnebago from uh, and has like yeah. Song All My Exes Wear Rolexes <laughs> I think um, Putting Jonah Hill Into the role And Jonah Hill Is probably one of those Actors who can Gain weight And lose weight Relatively easily So they're probably Going to go through A different couple of Portions of his life um, The whole 30 cans of uh, Coke per day Phase I'm sure they'll They'll cover as well The, the phase where everyone Kind of wants to see The Hard drinking, hard living. Probably, uh, I hate to say it, but that's that's the phase that, are, that that's I guess juiciest. Well, it's a great story in that it ends in the victory. Yeah, percent. Um, his son seems to be pretty good at golf too, or else that's just uh, he's just a, a um, social media. Yeah. Uh, Guardiola cannot blame Anfield for his tactical errors. Jonathan Wilson, writing in the uh, in the Guardian today, also carried in the Irish Times a piece that we were going to get into um, in great detail with him, but unfortunately, uh, our lines are playing a bit of havoc with us this morning. Uh, Lancaster cautiously optimistic on Leinster Trio uh, Keenan Lowe and Gibson Park are close to a return but not available just yet there are a few others whose injury profile is up for discussion in it as well uh, thank you for the Dez 
Mm-hmm. That's uh, the headline in the sun on Des Carroll stepping down. A semi-pro, Matty's keen-like performance. Um, that's Matty Smith. That's the FAI Cup. Sorry, that wasn't uh, semi-professional league. I thought that's what they were getting at there. That was the Rotherham Georgie Kelly stuff, but it isn't. Mm. Um, back page here is... Uh, big clash fallout under fire City accused Klopp of fanning the flames Pep and players bus in Anfield attack call for probe into bosses abuse of refs um, Sunderland have reiterated their zero tolerance policy it says clean it up for James this is James McLean story after um, Sunderland have reiterated their zero to- tolerance policy on discrimination after former Black Cats winger James McLean was targeted by a section of the Stadium of Light crowd and Dilla on Potch Watch is the story that I don't believe that um, Pochettino is going um, until, until he walks in yeah. and even when he's holding the, the flag you won't believe it until you see it I'll believe then great comment uh, Jared as well from Michael John Harris on YouTube at the weekend I saw kids on the under 8 team covering their mouths to speak to one another before they took a free kick you know in case the cameras picked it up the influence is mad like they just they just look at those TV shots and I go we need to do this I mean it's 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 brilliant it's not so the cameras it's so that the the other players in the, like who are like this far away I'm going to kick it to you you run over there I, no but at the end I'm of the game when they, you run over there. when they're doing that at the end of the game I assume it's because they're arranging plans to meet up later on and have a couple yeah. of beverages but uh, yeah during the game the but the kids the kids in your man's thing that's uh, because they don't want the opposition or the referee to know at under eight level yeah, yeah yeah. there's another story there that I was going to do which I obviously I'm not going to now the male Liverpool and City at war hostility between clubs reaches new levels as accusations fly following toxic clash at Anfield we do want rivalries we do want intensity we do want teams to hate each other and not be able to stand the side of each other that drives greatness we remember yep. Uh, Patrick Vieira and Roy Keane because they hated each other but ultimately it did not lead to the um, maybe maybe it was toxic then maybe it's always been toxic actually so maybe I'm wrong about that but certainly it's unacceptable and City are uh, whining about Jurgen Klopp telling the truth about City and so they need to shut up yeah, I, I don't even think that the rivalry is that toxic I think we'll forget about this time the next, the next time they play each other Um but yeah, it certainly added a little bit of heat to the whole thing, especially the bus getting attacked. Like, although that seems like tradition now that the, you know the, the fans attack the bus, add a little bit of tension. It's not quite at Barker Junior's River, River Plate levels. I mean, it's there's a few red flares and a couple of water bottles maybe hit the bus. As long as it goes, doesn't go into dangerous territory or the bus is damaged or whatever, then uh, you can see how the rivalry is going to simmer like that anyway. But um, yeah. It's a rivalry that's only come about in the last few years. I still think the United-Liverpool rivalry uh, is unquestionably the bigger one um, in the Premier League. Liverpool-Everton is even a bigger one. Um, this one has kind of been, been created because they've both been so, been so successful. And because there's two characters as well in Guardiola and Klopp in charge, you need that. You need the characters in order to fester the rivalry. Yeah, same headline in the mirror there. Shut your gubs. Refs charity warn Pep and Klopp. Your histrionics set bad example to grassroots, and it seems to be uh, true. Villa will turn to pots if Stevie slips. I mean, they will turn. Will he like be like if he slips? Is it if or when he slips? Um, yeah, I, again, I thought his performance wasn't that bad. Nope, played okay against Chelsea. To be uh, Klopp brought shame on boot room. That's um, if you're gonna if you're gonna dig him out, how are you gonna make him feel embarrassed? Ooh, yeah, that will that will that he will read that. <laughs> uh, he'll see that. Um, Liverpool manager acknowledged the red card was my fault but also claimed he was not disrespectful and again questioned how Bezic could not flag for a foul when Salah clashed with Bernardo Silva I lost it in that moment and that's not okay but a little bit is an excuse I would like to mention how can you not whistle that foul 
again, there's like a, oh, yeah, I'm going to make an excuse here. I, I did lose it, but I deserve to lose it because it's... Um, but even you had Bernardo Silva coming out in the post-match interview as well, and he was like, the referee feels pressure here too in Anfield. And uh, he was just saying, look, we just want consistency with referees. Uh, but City, obviously, in the post-match interview had... Um, had an agenda. They wanted to get out there. The, oh, by the way, the referee, can we just talk with the referee? The referee wasn't great. Uh, referee gets influenced by the Anfield atmosphere. Uh, so they felt uh, completely done over. Uh, and it, was, it must have been brought up in the dressing room afterwards because all those post-match interviews were, were along similar themes. Um, City, bitter City, I think, after the, after the win because it was a well-deserved win for Liverpool. You can't take it away from them. Um, Martin Cassidy is the chief executive of Ref Support UK and a lifelong Liverpool fan it says here in this piece it hurts me to see someone I admire so much behaving like this and in my opinion damaging the heritage of Liverpool Football Club can't remember seeing Doug Leash Paisley or Shankly behaving like this he's bringing shame on the boot room of Anfield with his pantomime antics it's a, it's a great quote yeah I mean I'm sure all of the aforementioned legendary managers had moments where they got a bit heated yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. I, 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 no, I never saw any um, Shankly or uh, any Paisley. Saw plenty of Doug Leash. Like Doug Leash would maybe mutter under his breath. He would yeah. be certainly less, less showy, less histrionic. There's a, a different strain in him than like um, Klopp plays the pantomime and it works really well for him. Like going over to the crowd and like that. Maybe that's one of the reasons why the Anfield atmosphere is so bloody great because I absolutely adore him and uh, he's a special talent. So uh, the other thing here, this is um, important. Kelleher left frustrated after being ruled out of November International. So Ronan Kelleher is out of the November Internationals. Will Connors and Harry Byrne are also out of the November Internationals. It's been a while since Will Connors was in consideration for the Ireland squad, but you wouldn't be terribly surprised if he got fit and got a run of games to see him back in the mix because he's, he's at that level. But he is uh, Lancaster is saying that he's not concerned um, in it's not really an issue it's more that they're frustrated because they're professional rugby players and they want to play rugby and there's nothing more frustrating as a player than to be training or be uh, than to be training or be rehabbing and then not playing the game so yeah that's more the thing it's less about the World Cup I think um, Lancaster saying the reality is the World Cup is next season not this season but it's not really like this season finishes in May that's true there's three or four weeks off but then the World Cup is straight away so mm. um, anyway so he's you know those three um, Kelleher and Byrne are both set to miss up to eight weeks Connors is looking at 12 following surgery Connors has had bicep surgery which you know in American football is season ending but that's obviously a much shorter season uh, Byrne and Kelleher are hamstring injuries and they're bad hamstring injuries if they're out for uh, eight weeks with that so you know, fingers crossed they can all get a bit of a run. We haven't really seen Harry Byrne play any significant um, period at 10 for any of the teams. So um, that is the story with that. That's your independent Liverpool and City at war. Um, and then the last one I have for you here is Klopp Antics bring shame, shame on Anfield. Um, so... I'm just going to call up the computer here if you have any comments for us. Yeah, a few comments. Someone has uh, asked us to... Someone says, fill the rest of the show with Shane's childhood and Tinder history. Uh, that's not going to happen. Chris Cal, how about a Mount Rushmore of Shane's favourite moon landings? Someone else has asked for his, my favourite rocket booster systems. Um, if you want to get into rocket science, we can. Okay. But, um, later in the show, maybe, if you want to touch on the moon landings. We absolutely can, because I will, I will talk about the moon landings. Anytime. Till the cows come home. OTBAM brought to you live with Gillette in association with Movember Effortless Shave Magnificent Mo. OTBAM with Gillette in association with Movember. Whatever you grow, we'll save a bro.